0: Chapter 5. College. My college years were hectic and chaotic. For a brief period of time, as high school was coming to an end, I attempted to join the military to find some direction. My parents had talked me out of it. In my transcript, SAT and ACT scores could only get me into a few select schools, and so Acker University it would be. Even though I could commute to campus, I chose to live on campus. I continued not to fit in, and I admittedly still was not surrounding myself with friends that would help me come into my own and thrive personally and academically. On top of this major missing link in my life, I had also lost touch with my faith, my spiritual needs being grossly unmet, and leaving me with a moral compass that was severely lacking True North sometimes. As many colleges and universities do, Akron specified that incoming freshmen were required to live in dorms that did not allow cars. Since a couple of the people I knew who were also attending Akron were commuting, not living on campus, my roommate was selected by the university according to shared interests on a new student form we all had to fill out over the summer. Eventually, I realized that my new roommate was a thief, had a gambling problem, and was a drug dealer. It would be a common occurrence for me to return to our dorm and witness him actively completing a drug deal or gambling with friends. Once when I had found numerous brand new boxes of shoes on his side of the room and no receipt to show, they were actually purchased from the store, I confronted him about my concerns. This had all gone too far and I was supremely annoyed, uncomfortable and scared for my safety. All of this fell upon deaf ears up to and including when I took my concerns to the university for help to remedy the issue. I ended up withdrawing from school shortly after the fall semester of my freshman year. With my limited selection of colleges I was accepted into, it was no way to enroll before the next fall semester. I had a lot of time to think. Even with all that time to think and prepare for Youngstown State University the following fall, I continued down my destructive path that included drugs and alcohol. I was still underage at this point. That did not matter. It was a way for me to fit in. To be accepted by others and a quick way to fit into the social scene to fend off boredom. No relationship with a girl lasted more than a few weeks. I wanted acceptance so bad I tried everything, tried to be everything to everyone. My plan was backfiring at every turn, though, leaving me to wonder why I couldn't control myself in the situations I found myself in. By the time the transfer to Youngstown State University was official, I was a follower. I still did not know what I wanted to declare as my major. I turned to my sister's major of accounting because I was familiar with it and she was having so much success in her studies. I was good at math but had little idea of what accounting was and how I would use it in the real world after graduation. I moved into my new dorm the weekend before classes started and of course I made plans to go to the bar by myself, the one that notoriously served underage students. Apparently, all we had to do was to show our YSU student IDs, and they would serve us. On my walk to the bar, I passed a girl sitting on a bench by herself. I stopped to ask if she knew the best way to get there. She said yes and said she was on the way there too herself, and I could walk with her if I wanted. So here I was, a single guy at a new school on my way to a bar where I would be undoubtedly drinking alcohol, probably getting drunk, with a girl on her way to do the same. I thought to myself, this is what college is all about, right? This night set the stage for a good amount of my future in college. There was no middle ground. These activities became the new normal. I could not stop my behavior. It became like a drug I relied on. I needed it. Luckily, during my second semester, I started limiting the partying to Friday and Saturday only. I stopped the partying during the rest of the week, but I did not limit the girls. This behavior was maybe what some college kids did, but I took it to the limit, which was unacceptable and dangerous from a sexual health perspective. This narrative continued through freshman year until I started to receive poor grades. I thought I wanted to be an accountant like my sister. So my academic advisors set me up to begin taking the required prerequisites. And so by thinking I already knew all the answers, I layered on the advice from other students about how to do the least amount of work and attending the bare minimum number of classes I could. I was trying not to raise suspicion of my professors so they would not be able to place me on administrative withdrawal. This advice was being given by a couple of the other students I was skipping classes and driving around smoking marijuana with. Looking back, this behavior is certainly laughable. Trusting these people to give me sound advice... In fact, one of those students talked me into driving him almost an hour away for him to complete a drug transaction. Little did I know, he was a marijuana dealer, and I could have ended up being arrested had we been pulled over with this being discovered, since it was my car and I was driving. I think after this encounter, I reconsidered my friend group. With this development and with parents that could very well cut me off and stop supporting me, I came to a profoundly serious and very real conclusion. I could skip classes, do drugs, have mediocre grades, and therefore not have a good chance at a respectable job if I dropped out, or I could decide from this day forward that things in the classroom would be different. I think some of this earlier behavior was an extension of what had happened in high school, a continuation into being an outcast. I do not know if I did not want to mature or if it was simply an issue of not surrounding myself with supportive people. It was foreign to me to even fathom thinking professors had my best interest in mind and to take them up on office hours to begin building positive academic relationships. It was at this point something resonated inside of me. The change in mindset in the classroom was a welcome shift. This does not mean I would ease through the remainder of college with straight A's, surrounded by the best people, but instead I would start combing through my academics with a renewed purpose. Up until this point for me, college had absolutely nothing to do with the education and classes themselves. It was partying and girls, with academic performance as a distant third place option. I began taking my academics seriously, even though I may not have had the best plan of what I wanted to do after graduation. When I started attending the classes I was enrolled in, I looked for ways to gain an edge in the classroom. Eventually, I crossed paths with another student, an exercise science major, and former member of the US Armed Forces an older and non-traditional student. He started to lay out his ideas for how to be mentally sharp in the classroom with increased energy and stamina outside of class. His methodology was fueled by eating lots of salmon and daily supplements like flaxseed oil, sea salt dissolved in water, and apple cider vinegar. My acquaintance gave me the daily amounts of each to take and so I ran to the nearest health food store and purchased the ingredients. Immediately, I began to see results. I was more alert in class, remembering what the lectures were about. I even started performing better on exams, quizzes, and even started to take the lead on group projects. My faith and trust in my new regimen and acquaintance put me in a good place. This quick fix mentality would continue throughout college and beyond, even until today, where I would research vitamins, herbs, and minerals that could potentially keep me operating at a high level, it gives me an edge up on others. I would even use this edge against others in class, at job interviews, into my professional career, and later into my entrepreneurial career. While certain regiments seemed to work in college, I would not remain satisfied. I was always looking for something else to add to my regimen. The best and most reliable quick fix was to eat less, because I wanted to keep a certain image, and being thin seemed like the best way to keep friends, especially girls. This was a powerful flaw that I was starting to believe as truth, a truly distorted way of thinking for sure. I had little in terms of spiritual food nourishing me. So with that lacking, I only had what I felt others liked to guide my decisions. However, despite all these new regimens and diet, or lack thereof, my mindset about alcohol and partying went completely unchecked. I went overboard by thinking that if I walked to parties, I was doing my body some good by staying active. Walking to and from gatherings was not necessarily a bad choice at first, but it slowly transitioned into a negative situation when I added drinking prior to leaving when the distance to the party was short. This behavior continued even after graduation, when my alcohol abuse would become the center of my life.